0: Welcome to Men Are Nuts, a podcast about mental health, emotional health, psychological health and physical health awareness in men, women and society. First, it started with MEN, the acronym for Men Are Nuts. And we have a very special guest on the show for you today. Can you introduce yourself? Hi, good.
1: It's uh, welcome from London. It is mid-afternoon, so I will say good afternoon, listeners, business. And... My name is Flo Awalaja, I am a practitioner of art. I'm also a well-being and mental health advocate and I'm interested in the barriers to learning and the intervention strategies that uh, education can put in place to support young people at the risk of exclusion.
0: And. There's some big words there, and for some people out there that may not know <laughs> those words, um, Flo will kind well, can, of—I can I can't even call her Flo because just a minute ago she was saying that there's, there's certain people that she can't give access to her name. Um, her name's yes, you—you
1: so. you can call me Flo. I, actually, my full name is Flo, but you. But for the purposes of this lovely podcast of informality, I grant you the permission to call me Flo. It is fine. Thank you, thank
0: you, thank you so much, and, um, I'm honoured to to um have you on the show because i think we've been back and forth the last couple of
1: <laughs> i know, you know i'm sorry Liz. this this is really is this really is a third time lucky and uh you know it's a testament to the to the power of three <laughs> the, <laughs> When our, when our nuts finally collared me and said look here you know what we've got to keep doing this and uh, yeah, I'm yeah, not sure how many attempts we could have made if we'd missed this one but yeah, um, yeah. we have made this one and it's lovely to be on and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, chewing the fat as they said chewing the fat and the, also the the
0: the, um, <laughs> the the combination was the combination of trying to get wrong was me messenger, <laughs> messenger, messenger uh, <laughs> yesterday saying come on get on get on get on so i was literally a day early for the podcast that's supposed to be on today so yeah
1: and he kept you know he kept saying are you in and i'm like does he want me to say yes i'm like i refuse to say yes so i said um yes the likelihood is i shall be there and he's thinking well are you in i'm like i'm not gonna say yes yet so when he when he twigged he said it's six o'clock on the 17th i was like your email said the eighteenth. it is oh oh the penny dropped
0: yeah, so yeah, so I and then yeah, yeah. So I was just, I started laughing to myself and I was going, Oh no. So but yeah, we're here now. I'm we're here now. You're right. are you from are you actually from London?
1: I am actually born and bred in London. Um I am the child of three, I'm one of three and my parents are uh, they came to London from Nigeria. So my parents really instilled in us the, they came, they left the sunny climes of Nigeria to come to the warm, I wouldn't say warm, actually, I would say the cloudiness, the grey foggy day of London and and really they kind of set themselves up so that the children, that's us, would have kind of an opportunity to, to flourish in in what they perceived then to be a system that obviously to all Nigerians and, and then that you know coming to England was the place to to get an education. And they didn't envisage staying longer than five years, as did as did most um individuals of that generation. It was sort of come to England, you know, make the money and then, you know, take the knowledge that you paid and, and head back home. But life is not like that. And you you end up kind of falling into the system in terms of work you know children we go to nursery and then once the children were in the education system it becomes difficult to to then take them out so you know and they stayed and we all grew up here and went in the system and we are now sort of three of us are now adults and my parents are you know are still here
0: right. so many many years later and
1: it is yes it is indeed and for
0: for the listeners out there i mean you know quite often i mean i say this as well because it's about knowing the areas and we it's kind of a little bit about what your where you your area is and what you where you're living what's it like and <laughs> what's it what's it like and and where is it i mean is it you know where is it in london and where's it on the map oh on the map you
1: know it's uh well yeah we're in london and uh, it's it's i'm a north londoner so for anybody who knows much about london london is split into kind of north south east and west and there is this lovely informal rivalry between you know north and south the south will think they're better than the east or the north and the east will think they're better than the west and um but it's lovely because um within those areas you actually get a real camaraderie so irrespective of where people live so i live in north london and um, the local team i won't say tottenham because it's not the local team is actually arsenal so anybody who lives in the north end of of, 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 of London, which would probably support Arsenal, red and white. Um, but the other half of that is Tottenham, which is the blue and white. So there's a lovely rivalry when it comes to football days. And um, most of us in our family are Arsenal supporters. So when it's Derby Day, we're off to the we're off to the Emirates Stadium, which is an absolutely beautiful stadium. And we actually get a lot of fun. I take my son and we sit in our seats and. Uh, cheer on the red, white, the red and the white. So, North London is is a is a leafy area. It it combines, um, it's uh, in terms of diversity. It, it has pockets of affluence, you know, pockets of where those who have who have the advantages, and running alongside, you will have areas that absolutely that really don't have, they don't exhibit the same advantages. And so you actually do have, you do have kind of like a, you have a, you have a two-tier system in, in, in many things. You, know. um, you will have sort of, you know, good schools, along, not that not far down the road from schools that those who can't afford it, won't be able to get to. Um, and so you see the standards, you'll see the, the advantages and disadvantages. You'll see the affluence and you'll see the pockets of poverty as well. So um don't let anybody fool you to think in London is paved with gold. It isn't. There are huge areas north in, in fact all over London that that really do highlight the the disadvantages of the system. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was going to say I was going to ask you about the You know Not so much of the history of uh, You know Don't go into Too much of the history Of why there's A north-south divide Because now you're Saying that It's funny how Times moves on Or maybe it hasn't Moved on Because maybe Because poverty Existed Along in Like in the Victorian eras. So When you look at it now Maybe things Come full circle Maybe people Are starting to Realise that Maybe there shouldn't Really be a north-south divide And um, Maybe we all need To come together To find out Why these things Are happening um, I, don't
1: well, I guess yeah I, the fact is, is that we're never going to come together so let's just let's just make that very clear um it's not going to happen you know because you are going to have those who have who want to keep what they have end of and um you know those who have those advantages they're not going to give them up easily that's the truth and you know it's if we have to think otherwise then we're we're, we're, we're being we're being uh, blinded by the fact that you think those who have who are used to a way and a standard of living are readily going to open their arms and, and, and say and share with those who are who are, who are struggling. No, um, it's not going to happen. You are going to have that divide, whether whatever system is in place, and it's it's systemic. That's the thing. It is it is within the system and it has had time to embed it is each generation ensures that the one coming behind it makes sure that it embeds so those roots from particular factors of society become entrenched and it's that entrenchment that becomes difficult to shape
0: and just to talk about um london because we can kind of connect that to mental health and things like that and just the whole Mm. the whole country in a sense um, about it being grey. I mean, uh, you know, they've said years and years that London has a smog over it. Um, well,
1: yes, when my parents came, um, I remember my mother telling me that they came um, and the day, I think they arrived, it was foggy. I think there's one time they called it a pea soup whereby you, you couldn't see your hands in front of you. That is how, that's how much the fog and the smog mixed. So... London was quite dirty, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, 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 and, you know, because you had then, I think, I mean, I can only recall from what mum tells me, there's um, things like coal fires belching out into the atmosphere. So you had lots, you had all that, you know, people living close knit communities and houses. We had smoke fires to the point that the atmosphere was quite polluted. So when it got foggy, what you got was fog and all those elements mixing together. So um, there's, a, there's a lot of, you know, on a good day, on a sunny day, London is, is actually quite beautiful. And that's the, the funny side of it. You, London has many sides. And when it's grey and, and, and dowdy, you don't want to go out because it's cold. But when you have the sun and you have the, the kind of the brightness of, of the summer or, or, or the freshness of spring, actually london is a very hard city to beat in those times when you see that you just think yeah you go to your local park and you can sit there and it's hot but it's not like the kind of heat that kind of burns you so you get uncomfortable but when you when you do get a, a block of heat that is actually quite hot it can be very searing and uncomfortable because you just think god is there no breeze and then you just think god i wish i was anywhere else in london so I, you know, to the point that, you know, you'll get the underground or railway saying, you know, that the railway lines begin to melt because it's too hot. Or in the autumn, you get the leaves, the train doesn't go because there's the wrong site of the wrong type of leaves. You just think, wow, London's weird. London is weird. It has a conundrum. It's weird. Yeah.
0: yeah. And um, throughout, this, throughout this, I mean, what's been happening with you, you know, with London, you guys and, and what? you know, how how did things affect you with this um, this flu thing going off? How did how did that affect you? Oh,
1: it's Corona! Oh God, Corona, Corona. That's I think that's everything. I think there are there are some there are some words that you you wish you would never hear again. I never want to hear the word lockdown. I never want to hear the word COVID nineteen. I don't want to hear unprecedented leveling up because it's it's tough. It's tough when and I think what the pandemic has shown is that. The system, society, relies on individuals following a a routine. They follow a system so they, you know, when you're young, when we're young, we we get up, we go to school and we learn. As adults, we get up, we go to work. When those things are taken away, it takes, it it took me a while to adjust to the fact that those structures aren't there because you can't go out to work. So you have to think, well, how do I work? And this is where technology steps in. And those of us who are tech savvy, the the transition to be working online. All of a sudden, the idea of being flexible in working that employers struggle to say was difficult to put in place. Somehow somehow overnight, yeah, you you, you can work at home. But you imagine Prior to COVID, asking that question. Ah, oh, no, you know, we, we we need you in the office. Ask yourself, why do they need me in the office to, to do a job that I could actually do at home? Why? Is it because they want to make sure you do the job? Well, now everybody, most individuals, apart from those who are in the service industry, are working at home. They're working online. What is going? What I'm going to be interested in is when this situation corrects itself and you know covid is it may not necessarily go but we live with it are the systems that we've adopted now going to be maintained Yeah, yeah. Clock- That's watch, it, watch you
0: on the clock it's, it's, it goes back to the old system of working in the factory you, you clock, yeah, but we don't have much. See, so this is yeah, you're clocking this is and the and watching you all the time. The man at the top there is, in, is watching the head or whatever head of the factory is right at the top. I'm pointing at it like I'm like you can see me, but, <laughs> but the man's up there. You can imagine the man's up there in the factory at the top, and he's looking down at the workers and making sure, and then when they make sure they don't slack, and and it kind of has that feel of it, work life thing. And then when, like you say, when it all of a sudden it goes bang, you know. Yeah. Why do
1: you, well, what do you what, do? Why did you need me? No, why did you, you need me to do? it is. Yeah. And the fact is, is that the reality is that what we have now has always been there. It's always been there. But what those who have been in positions of author- would say authority, power, have been able to do yeah. is blindside you and say, you don't need to do it. Well, actually, there's a seismic shift because now employees are going, hold on a minute but my employer lied to me all this time because I could have done this. <laughs> so they weren't telling the truth. So you see, you can see now why employers are now kind of like shifting because they're going to have to decide we, we, we've lost a bit of our control and it ain't going to be easy to get back. The people are going to say, well, actually, I don't need to come into the office because I, I, I could do this at home, couldn't I? And then the argument will be, because we did it in COVID nineteen, so they can't. They can't say, "Well, there's no precedent." Because they can say, "Actually, yes, there is." In lockdown, we did all the things: the spreadsheets, the this and and you said we could work from home, and the business didn't suffer. That's it. Because the argument, business was suffering. You know, we need to have you in. But actually, the business was probably better. And that is the thing that people, employers find very hard to admit to that actually more is getting done. So you don't need the structures of, you know, high story offices. Why? Because that's real estate that's sitting on prime land that has actually been wasted. It is a system whereby you can collect revenue. Exactly. But now, so lots of things are actually being shaken to the ground. And people's, and people's well-being at home, you know, they can get up and work in their pyjamas. No one's going to no one's gonna see them. They can get up and, you know, if they want to get up at six o'clock and work straight away, they can. They don't have to travel or commute four hours before they get to work. Yeah. They begin to dictate how and where they work.
0: Yeah. And for a lot of those people who own those buildings, you know, the, the the retail... I'm not saying that people... You know, I'm, I'm talking about people who've lost a job. I'm talking about people, like you say, who are having to work from home and don't need to be. In the of business. course, yeah. some of those people will be getting, I say, proverbial ants in their pants, itchy feet, um, <laughs> because they're going to be wondering how, you know, where's the next payment coming for for the rent in terms of um, this business staying here because the business can go online. Abs- or...
1: Absolutely, and so you start looking at. And you understand that the business models are built on old practices. Systems, systems. Yes. Yeah, built on old practices and systems that are struggling to adapt to 21st century technological changes. And it has to happen the way they work. And, you know, people being, are at the centre of that because you cannot have technology driven without people. They might say, Yeah, you've got AI, but at the end of the day, I think, you know what? AI does not code itself. Somebody codes it. Yeah. And there you go. See, so it is systems.
0: So, how was, how was, um, to kind of, we'll talk about this for a moment and then we'll kind of go into what Ooh. things about you and, and how you've managed to
1: navigate my way around this, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm the chief. Mistress. Get
0: through life. <laughs> Get how you managed to get through life. Things that are thrown at us, um, and it's obviously different for different people. Um, throughout the time with the with the with what's happened, I'm not, going to say, sure. I'm not going to say the words. Not because of you said yeah. don't say the words. You don't want to hear it anymore. Yeah. But I don't. I'm not. I, I don't like the words myself because um, I know it, yeah. it, it doesn't lend itself to people. who It doesn't lend to any itself to anybody. But for particularly people no, struggling with mental health, absolutely. Words, Propaganda words to kind of. Yes. Yeah. So, anyway, so how did you, how were people, how was your mental health tested? Your, your son or your family? How was, how did you feel like it, it was tested?
1: You... I guess, um, you know, that's, that's, that's quite a kind of funny one because uh, I, I would consider myself to be an upbeat, I'm kind of resilient and I just, you know, I take things as they come, I get positive and I guess, at the start of all of this you 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 know because i'm creative and i i'm able to get out go to work and do the things i love i think one thing i have found is that throughout all of this it is so important to make the space for the things that you like the things that are in essence the core of you and the core of me is to be a creative so i am an artist and i at, at the beginning of this i was I was doing, I was completing an academic piece of writing, actually several pieces of writing. So I had, so I was grateful. I was grateful so I had that breathing space to, in fact, I had the time to get up and knuckle down to writing. You know I, you know what, some people say, oh, you want to be here? No, I was quite, you know what, I've, I've got this essay to do, so I'm happy to do that. But the, the, for me, the, the difficulty is when that assignment finished, then I kind of had to catch up with everybody else because I was like, oh, so this is what people have been doing for months. And, you know, I guess the difficulty is when you don't see an end, when, you, when you're unable to see the end of something, you don't have hope. And the question is, so my son and I, we, we would, what we would do is we would ensure that we went out for walks daily, just so that we we were not inside seven days a week because monday to friday if you're at work you're you're commuting you're going out but all of a sudden the, ha- the house where you live is the same it doesn't change whether you go upstairs or downstairs yeah. that space is the same you know and what is sad is then that the weekend comes and rather than looking forward to the weekend you, you start thinking oh my god i've been i've been in since monday i haven't i haven't done anything different whereby you can't go to the shops because it's full of people, or you—you you, know—all sh- the shops are closed. Or... I think I said to my son the other day, "Oh, let's go for a coffee. We can go and sit down." He said, "No, mum, we, we can't. We can only have takeaway." And then you start realizing how limited. And That I think is when the problems begin because you know, what you thought. You know, I guess when we work, we always think, "Yeah, we can—we can have that time," and it's—it's it's really great. I don't have to do anything for a short period it's fine but when it begins to extend and then you get bored as you do you go I'm bored of this now I I want to change you know it's it's no fun anymore how are then you it's that that uh, how do you pivot mentally and whereby you know because because I also like to write so I I struggle to write I struggle to 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 be able to get to my desk and and write because I didn't feel in I didn't feel in the mood to write. I just didn't want to write. And it's interesting that when I speak to when I speak to other writers, they didn't feel the mood either. So what is it about, you know, this this the situation whereby you're not you don't feel inspired, and that's very really dangerous because then you end up thinking to the day the days just roll on. You can't go and see your friends, you know, whereby you have to do everything by phone or or you get I have to call it Zoom fever, whereby. You are zoomed out, or doing team meetings. Were we built to be looking at a square screen twenty-four-seven? And so, what you realise is that, as humans, we like human interaction. That's what's very clear. We like the fact that we can we can have choice. We like the fact that we can we are able to to do. we, we make the decisions as to. When we go out, when those decisions are taken away, which is, which is where we are now, it's a, it's a different ballgame. It's not the way we want to live, and I think that is where a lot of the problems stem from.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I've said quite after the podcast when I've mentioned what's happened, and some people, have, you know, people around the world, and I've said the biggest for me, I'm still going to maintain it is the biggest, and people have agreed that the biggest fallout of of this. it's it's not death it's not going to be death it's mental health because we don't (laughs) thousands of people die from the flu pneumonia every year but we never ever we never ever not one. I've never heard no big conversation about oh there's so many people death dying from flu unless it's unless it's in the medical circles why is the dying and blah blah but the biggest fallout of this is going to be mental health because people have lost because because the flu didn't bring about the fact of People losing the jobs. People were able to get to people's funerals if someone if the family member had died or or yes. all these things. The biggest fallout of this is gonna be mental health. And people are really, really and and I said this on the podcast, you know, one of the episodes that it kind of happened within a few weeks in Italy a guy had committed literally jumped he couldn't stand being inside. So he, he took his life. He'd heard the word lockdown and he and he and he had and he already had mental health issues, I think. And what happened was he, he he jumped from how many stories because he didn't want to be locked yeah. in his, his. so the, the more this carries on the the fallout of it you're going to see you know, crime and crime rates going to go through the roof because people have lost their job and that's you know that's going to be cause my mental health both ways in in terms of crime because,
1: because it's the pressure yeah. it's the pressure because we're, we're 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 predicated by a system that that says. That, that rewards us financially for going out to be doing a job. And for some, that is the purpose. They get up. So, what is it? Work to live instead of live to work? Either way, yeah, yeah. that phrase is what is what gets people because they say, well, if I get up, I'm, I'm making a contribution, I'm, I'm doing something. There's there's a purpose. Once that purpose is decimated, which in essence that it has, for a few weeks, you're fine. That honeymoon period is, oh, yeah, I can get up. And the idea of lounging around, but when lounging around becomes lounging around 24-7, you, when we sleep, we sleep. Well, if you're meant to kind of sleep 24-7, I know, I know there were days when I would say, you know, I'm at work, I'd like to get up early. But as the, as the kind of situations progressed, there were some days I'm like, I'm not going to get up today early. I'm going to stay in bed a bit later. And then you think, you know what, I like under the duvet. And so then you whereby in the morning if, in, if you're a morning person the morning becomes kind of midday and then yeah. midday then you and your day doesn't start at say seven o'clock your day starts at midday so all of a sudden you know your day starts at midday and then you're going longer into the day whereby you're staying up later yeah. so you're going to bed later and before you know it your body your 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 rhythm your circadian rhythm your sleep rhythm has is, is changed so whereby 12 o'clock is the new morning and then you, 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 you pick it up in the afternoon, in the evening. And that has itself, you know, those who suffer from, what is it, S, a seasonal uh, adjusted yeah. disorder, not, yeah. this can't help, this doesn't help, this doesn't help at all. So it is, and the fact is that you, know, you say, well, okay, I might just want to go go somewhere, but it's cold, who wants to go out in the cold and stand outside until you get the freezing fresh air? <laughs> no thanks. But then neither can neither can you fly abroad because they say, well, have you got this? Then have you? And if you're not working, there's money to pay. And if you're not having an income, and you kind of don't go anywhere because you want to keep what you've got.
0: Yep, yeah. yeah, there's a, there's a massive fallout. And I was going to ask you a question in here. Do you think um, that being an artist, do you think that most artists, because you didn't you didn't you you hit upon the time you hit upon some some things that you said there by saying um, you didn't really go to a point where you said I was really down or anything like that. Do you find that? And maybe I'm just being I'm just thinking out out of the box here. Do you think that most artists were because artists tend to be um, not loners? Be, yeah. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. What well, I'm saying is that I don't mean that as a thing. I mean because I'm an artist and I'm an introvert as well. So. When we when we're able to kind of cope with even if we even if we think too much and our brains go haywire and we could end up you know mentally stable ourselves we tend to deal with things like that like this pandemic better because we're able to put our effort like you said you're able to put some efforts into writing um you to put yourself into art whether it's painting um or, you know anything creative and then that kind of takes him, and we, we're kind of, I don't know, better suited to, to dealing with things like being, and that's not to say that everyone, but in that people who are artists tend to be better suited to be able to stay indoors because they listen to music or create music. Um, I don't know what you think to that. I, I, I would
1: probably, there, there, is, there is some mileage of what you say, because I think that I, I when I'm in, um, when I'm in, want to get into my into my space, and I and I have my work, I can be engrossed for hours. I can be absorbed for hours on end and feel quite happy that I have got a piece of work because I actually am a collage artist, so I work with lots of textiles and fabrics. And when I'm constructing pieces, the hours would fly by and I wouldn't realise that I have music in the background and I'm busily looking at the little piece and pieces on the front of me, I mean, what I've known it, four hours have gone, but I'm actually at peace. And if I, if I have been a bit kind of perturbed or, or worried and, you know, as long as I've done the things that I want to do, um, and I can, if anything, I get annoyed that I haven't been able to squeeze time in to, to, to spend with my arm. That, that frustrates me. Yeah. But, uh and I get frustrated a lot because I'm thinking, oh, everything wants to be done. You know, I've got to pay this bill and I've got to attend to this letter. I would rather they all pile up and you leave me in a little shed Just put the food out the door and I'll come and open it, put the food back when it's empty. I'm happy. So I, I can deal with periods of introspection and, and quietness when I have the skill, my, my, my skill bag around me. fact, because I'm not really, if I, when I'm, when I'm doing my art, I don't have to go outside. I don't have to speak to it. It's me and the material in my space, and my space could just be me on my own, me in my head. But I may have a laptop on. But that, in those moments, I, I, I'm content. And I think art and creatives, when they get in that space, I think they are—they're able to cope. I think they're able to cope because they, bits of their brain, can literally push the problems of the world out and it pushed them out to the degree that when it's created art space, your problems are not coming in because your problems don't give me joy. What I'm sitting here doing gives me joy. And that in itself creates that kind of energy that that would lift you because you you look at it, you think, oh, that looks good or you're, you're creating a photograph or you're doing something, but you're getting pleasure from it. And in that moment, that's enough. So for me, as an artist, I, I, I find those moments, and I have had them where I've been able to. I think, oh yes, I've been able to spend you know two days, whole days, just sitting at a table, looking out the window, doing art. Bliss, absolute bliss.
0: Yeah. And and, and so I'm just kind of you know I just really thought of it then. I thought, well, oh gosh, when you were talking, thinking, I wonder if that could be. I wonder if there's some mileage in it, and if if you, you looked at the stats, would are we able to cope with cope with things? Like the pandemic better because we're able to think. Because, and I'm going to kind of give you another point. On that is, when I've spoken to people, or when people, when I've read it on articles, and and they said, oh, ways to cope when you're in a certain situation. They've always given art-based subjects as a way to cope, sports and arts. So go out and cycle or walk, um, and turn your hand to crafts, arts and crafts. And so there's sure. some sort of managing that in terms of how we how how artists are better able to deal with um, you know, the sort of situation. Anyway, let's let's talk about let's talk about you and I mean we kind of talked about you anyway, but just talk about your journey, mental health, and and how how you've kind of got to where you are now.
1: Oh, that's. Um how long have you got how long is a piece of string (laughs) you know (laughs) I think the best the best things happen through personal experience and um, situations occur that really do rock you and they 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 rock your they rock your belief system and you you know so I I um, had you know I had sort of friends pretty close to me who who were suffering you know just mental breakdown and you see that and because they were burnt out they were burnt out because you know this this nine to five treadmill and you 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 kind of feel helpless because you you don't know what to do as, as as a person you you know they say well there are all these systems and you can go to adult education i mean adult services and you know or you'll go you're going to your gp and you're you're given you're given sort of prescription but the thing that i realized with mental health is that it it can't always be prescription based and there was my frustration and so um working with this individual i said look you know why don't you come round? why don't you spend time with me being you know in my creative space and i also like photography so i we went out and we were shooting some photographs we just took photographs and it was interesting to see how their demeanor changed you know, they were able to relax there so when we spoke about you know art based things it was funny that something that i I speak about but to physically see it the manifestation and then kind of little light bulbs went on and I thought wow what, what what, if as a way of practicing that this could be what if you could package something in a way that you could then work and I, I work with, with, with young people and I work with young people who find themselves disengaged with the education system and so I really looked at started focusing on their well-being, you know, when a young person is excluded, we we just look at them as, as a problem that is passed on. And we think, well, what really are the solutions? And that young person is going through a myriad of emotions. And one of the things I looked at was before that young person is lost into the system, i.e. what well, are excluded from school? they I'll work with them for 6 weeks just doing practical creative so that they at least get an opportunity to finish their formal education in one setting rather than being basically kicked out and you know ferried into another system whereby their chances of receiving, you know, a particular set of exam results is reduced because statistically, you know, those young people who end up in alternative provision, they the rate, whereas, you know, those in state system will probably leave with you know, a clutch of GCSEs, maybe six, seven. These young people, some of them, barely get the basics, maths and English. They may leave with one or two. So they're already at a deficit in terms of their learning because of the system. And then it gets perpetuated because then they are, they need support in getting to the next phase. And they may not have the finances. And so they drop out. And then they drop out because there's no system Sort of, there's no net system to that picks them up, you know, societally. And so they fall again further. But at the same time, they need to live. So housing is a struggle, employment is a struggle, education. So then I, I so really for me, it's about intervening at, before that last port of call. So that, look, this young person once we appreciate it's not going well for them in school. What is it that I can do to get them to the point where there, that they can at least have the same opportunities so they stay in the system as long as they can. My job is to keep them there so that they, they get those qualifications even if it's you know math, english, and science and one other subject but they have the magic four that allows them to then progress to the next step. Otherwise the opportunities do not come, yeah. and they grow up as adults resenting. So, what I'm doing, so my a lot, lot of the work I'm looking at is is early intervention, and it happens a lot in secondary school. And that's where my passion. Is. That's where really where I'm interested in supporting those young people. To the point that, and it could be confidence. You know, they, the, the the myriad of issues that young people are, are navigating these days. Oh, I wouldn't like to be young. You know because they've got issues of confidence issues of self-esteem they've got issues of peer pressure and that's before they even get to, into the school games yeah. So, yeah, online, so there's a lot of things online there's yeah, what yeah, yet. Not, yeah. 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 so, so as, as an artist yeah. that's really what i that's really I really, really where i am using my creativity to kind of support them
0: So you're, and we, and so basically you've, you, you, you're, you're saying then that you're a person who, you, you know I mean, you just literally said, without saying the sentence, I'm a person that wants to help. I'm a person that wants to give. What is it about you? What? How? What is it about your? What is it about your personality? What happened to you? Or is it? Was it? And nurture nature was it family background what was it about you that made you was it a series of events what is it about you that wanted you to give give back or
1: i don't know i i, I guess i i think from a young age i think you know i had a i said a group and i said a family of three so my, my siblings mom and dad and, and the uh, and the obligatory pets that the cat and the mouse and um, we never got the dog because we weren't allowed to so you know we we, we, lived, we lived i tell i have to say i lived a really idyllic childhood it really really was um you know my summers were spent, and I, you know, I hastened. I, I, I don't think I'd even let my my son out as as how we were let out. Literally from morning, we were said so we're going to the park, and we wouldn't come back till sunset. Literally, come back a you know, full of blackberry juice, or as we'd gone to the neighbor's garden and stole the, the blackberries. Pick the blackberries, we didn't steal them, but they were. They, we we pick we Scrumping. Scrumping—that's the word, you know. So we came back, you know. Anything that was sort of brightly coloured came up with blotches of purple, you know. So, so those were our childhood, you know, climbing trees, swinging down, you know, getting dirty, and and I guess our parents instilled in us a sense of yeah, you know, we weren't we weren't born with silver spoons, but we had we had so much love in the house. We we had really. I really didn't. I really didn't um, see. I think they shielded us from a lot of things. They shielded us from um, the hardships of life until we were older. We could see them, and so my secondary schooling was, was was fairly straightforward. Um, but then. You know, I, I actually wanted to be a vet. So, I, um, but I'm afraid A levels put paid to that. So, uh, the the A level biology practical didn't quite work out as I expected. Yeah. So, uh, killing killing the little mouse, I said, you know what? I'm not. I knew then, I wasn't cut out to hurt people, let alone animals. So, yeah. the career as a veterinary surgeon went out the window. And so it became. know I had a beautiful art teacher who really and I say that you as people we, we have individuals who at the time I we don't know who inspires us but she was I had two teachers one was my art teacher and one was my English teacher and they were just brilliant at their subjects and you know she said to me you know you you should be a designer and I'm like oh what's that but you know it's it's that boost that talent that word from that encouragement from someone that sets you off and in, in essence I got that's what set me on my, on my design path and in all of that I you know I worked for the BBC I'm you know, freelance, been children's publisher, book designer, graphic designer, photographer all sorts all within wow. creativity wow. But, but I was also going into spaces whereby I was the only female but I was only black female, so there were many, and there were many firsts. And you know, um, one thing I think as as a growing up is that you know my my father always said to us that we we, we never carry anybody's shoes, in essence. And I always wondered what it means. You know? And um, I guess now as an adult, I, it meant that you know we we make our own way in the world and we make our own opportunity, we make our own luck. To so, you know, imagine when you have your, your seven-year-old son who then says to his grandma, you know, grandma, we make our own way. So tradition and family history passes down. So that's a trait that's come within our family that we we really are reliant on the skills that we have. And being an individual who was in spaces whereby you, you were able to see injustices, you know them, and when you encounter injustice, it really does rankle. It rankles me quite a lot. And um, I always ensured. You know, I think my first manager, when she, when I was there, I remember her shouting at me, and I thought, God, is this, is this how, you know, you're supposed to be managing your managing sort of humans, managing staff? And I, and I vowed that when I got to a position of seniority, that if i was able to have my own team i would this way of managing and leading would not be for me um you know and i knew that then you know as a, as a young adult that that for me this leading by fear and, and, and kind of shouting and stamping your feet it really doesn't do anything for me i just it kind of goes in one ear and out the other and so i think certain things were born from your experience you coupled with where you work and and you, sometimes you have to just fight to survive, you know, you, you fight to get through a system. And education, when, if you have the tools, as I always say, you can talk the master's language easy, because when you're able to then be on that same level, so when you, if, 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 a, if a officialdom comes knocking at your door and you know that you need to survive, well, you know what to say to survive, because there are those in the upper echelons who would do the same thing. So as when I, my mum, my bless her, what she does is when um, she's quite, she's quite a fierce individual and she's been in this country in the, in the UK long enough. So when, um, when people start using abusive language, she answers in the same abusive language back and they say, well, how did you know she goes, I've been here long enough and I've lived amongst you long enough. So I know what you're like. Yeah. And in essence. that is what's true to us you know when you when you live amongst people you kind of pick up you know the habits so you you can put the reflection back on them and that's really what um, you know I I cannot abide by injustices I I just don't so it's knowing that as as a black woman knowing that the 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 institutionalism the racism is there and the fact is it's subtle it's covert it's open and all of those things they kind of occur to make me who I am. So when I have reached a point where I could be in a position to affect change, then I'm going to use my my skills and my voice to be part of that change.
0: Yeah. And was there ever a time where you kind of, um, you know, kind of struggled mentally and then you thought, you know what, this is, because, you know, like you said, you you Injustice is, is one of the issues, one of the because, like, for instance, you know, some people would point to some people might point to a time where I don't know they were stopped by police and they were harassed. I don't know anything, it could be anything, it could be you know, they were yeah. shouted at by somebody in the street and they thought, you know what, this is I've had enough of this, I've got to really turn. You know, was there anything that made you feel uncomfortable or made you feel down that you to the point where you said, you know what, I need to go out there and help these people help people yeah.
1: I, you know I think you know you can I think we, you know we, we all I think we all experience things things that yeah what I'm to say is
0: what helped build you what helped build you what made you you Flo want to go out there and say you know what I've had that like you said injustice I've had enough of this I want to go and help people because maybe I didn't I, said, what, I didn't get the help or I didn't get the help when I was younger whatever it may be what is it about you
1: I think what it is. One thing I will say is, um, invest in a coach. My God, invest in another sounding board. Um, I think what was helpful there was, and there were some courses that I that I saw, and, and and friends give you breaks. You know, when I I remember the whereby I was in between jobs and it was difficult to find work. Not that I couldn't get it, it was difficult to find it. And I wanted to go to a breakfast event. And, you know, I knew my bank account that I actually couldn't afford the fee to, to, to go for that for that day. And it was about um, authenticity and it you know, and it was about, you know, being real and I was like, oh, I really want to go. And I rang my friend, I said, Look, I really want to come to this but I don't have the entrance fee. I can't afford it. And she said, You know what, don't worry about it. She said, Come along. It's those kind of things. That's the kind of break you where people can say, you know what? i get you and i did go along i went along and um i was i took some of my artwork with me and i unbeknown to me they said to me well, you know you're going to give a you're going to give a talk and i was like hi me i hadn't even expected it but it was from there that i then met another person who said look yeah i'm going i'd like to you to i'd like to i'd like to commission you and so she commissioned me i commissioned um, was able to do two huge pieces of work, for me and she paid and it was you know those are little breaks that you get and those are the breaks that just kind of allow you to, to kind of climb out and then I applied on a course where a brilliant brilliant spokesperson um she another black another black lady her name is and she's gonna kill me for mentioning her but I think I should her name is Diana Osagi and she was she was a head teacher Blackhead teacher in a, in a London city school, and she obviously left education to set up this uh, her, her courses. And I joined one as one of I think the second cohort. And in that, she spoke about the empowerment of individuals, the empowerment of women, and how you are to be courageous in spaces where you're not necessarily expected. And that, you know, that drilled in us literally. She drilled it in us for over nine months to so that when we left, when the course finished, we were we flourished, you know, and most of us took those those sort of gems. And that's what garnered us, because we started seeing women like us who were who were making that, who were, you know, who were basically being themselves and doing fabulously at it. Yeah. And so it it it, it that starts to when you start seeing that you know when they say representation matters it really does because no now all of a sudden you're part you're you're part of a network that supports you and you know she made sure that each of us had a coach even though the course had finished we and i to this day i still talk with my coach you know i'm having a bit of a rough time the first person i phone is my coach and we will just chat or we'll go for coffee so that relationship starts to blossom and then you know that you're part of a network that supports you. So, whereas before, you, if an opportunity came up, you, you didn't get it, not because you weren't good enough, but because you were not, you just were not in that space. All of a sudden, your network says, "Oh, look, there's a post coming up. You're right for this." Or they'll, they'll tip you the wink, and all of a sudden you'll get, you'll, you'll have, you'll use the opportunity because there's someone has, someone has opened the door. And I think that's what it is, it's about opening the doors whereby systemically they would prefer them to be shut. Yeah. And you know, when when doors keep getting shut shut it's no 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 amount of positivity, you just think, Wow, what, what is it? When you actually get individuals who have pushed that door open and they're making sure it stays open so that the lights of you can trot behind them, you trot behind. You trot behind and you trot behind quickly and you think, Well actually, you know what? I'm where I am because others are helping me. I I would like to help someone else, and that and that's where it starts from. Yeah. and besides I'm a thoroughly I'm a thoroughly nice person. Trust me. <laughs> I don't think i should, well, I have to say I'm thoroughly nice. I'm cheeky, but I'm thoroughly nice. <laughs> so yes.
0: <laughs> and we spoke, We spoke. You spoke earlier about the young people, and I, I spoke to someone the other day who's um, who works in yeah Wolverhampton or around the area, and he's you know he was talking about the, the and you mentioned it earlier. The effects of um the society on young people not just adults because we we're, we're we i mean adults we tend to not tend to i can't say that because we go through a lot of experience so for a lot of us we can there's a lot of there's a bit of resilience there whereas young people there may be a little bit of resilience but as the mental health of young people like you say we could be affected by not through the systems the systems in place how are you seeing things to do with mental health in young people, and is it is it really is it really um, really sort of gone bad? Um, in terms of I think, numbers, I think,
1: the, I think the landscape. I think the landscape is bleak. Unless, I'm not going to, you know, it's one of two. final We've it, it, it was struggling before. You know, it's it's struggling before because of. Um, lack of funding and everything done on a shoestring and every, you know, things where systems that should be in place to support have been cut to the bone and you can't run a service that's been decimated to such an extent that you, you kind of rely on the goodwill of people because the individuals who train, the counsellors, the therapists, they've trained for that. They need to be paid for doing what they do well. You can't run an organisation on, a shoestring and expect to be on top of things where so which means you have so if you're in education and you have the mental health services the referral time could be anywhere from six months to 18. well in that time and that's just before you're even seen that's before you're even seen so in that time what happens to that young person while they're waiting it's the way, It's the waiting in between, and because there, because the services is basically at stretching point, people are falling through the cracks because there are not enough. Which is why I say intervention system like mine would be almost like a halfway house, so that in the event of someone like Cams not being seen in person, and the people they're seeing are not necessarily those diagnosed with any particular issue, but they just want to have that space to talk just want to have that space to say, you know what, for five sessions I, I'm going to have a one-to-one person chats with me and so that they are heard, so that their voices are heard. Because it is about hearing their voices, you know, it is about hearing their concerns and, and if they're in a the situation whereby they're struggling to articulate that, that's a crisis. This crisis, you know, the well-being crisis, mental health, hasn't happened overnight. It's been years in the making. It's been years of cutting back and cutting back and cutting back to the point whereby those at the top do not necessarily care because it, it, it wasn't an issue that was kind of exploding. It was just simmering along. And now we have the pandemic and it is now an issue because it it's not delta charged it will spill over into Adam and the the, the premise of, you know, the the government is it needs a workforce. It cannot afford to have a workforce that where individuals are struggling with with, with their mental health, because at the end of the day, they're not going to work. Not all of them will work, some will, but you're going to have situations whereby people are struggling. And they're struggling with their own internal systems and there's got to be an outlet but because the the service is patchy it's it's, it doesn't work it doesn't help everybody it really doesn't
0: and and one of the things i was going to say about that is is it's quite it's funny because some people have quite a narrow-minded view on certain things so for instance um i remember you know, throughout, you know, in the early part of this year, maybe even could be last few years, and hearing people saying things like, oh, um, oh, they're saying that youth clubs and youth clubs are shut. shut. So that means pe- that's the reason why people are stabbing each other and people are doing these things. But quite often, people don't realise, people don't realise that youth clubs and young people's clubs and things like that are very important because you've just said something you've got youth workers who who are trained in youth work who are trained in dealing with children young people and i don't mean dealing with them as in dealing with them as in a force to deal with i'm talking about dealing and when i say the word dealing i mean dealing with them at a level of at their level talking with them yes you know yes. you have the youth worker who's there and you just come and some people just come in for a chat they're coming with yes. the youth worker and they don't want to play any games or play Table that tennis or anything, and even if you're playing tennis with the, table tennis, the youth worker will join in and be playing against you and having a laugh and
1: hanging out, yes,
0: for a couple of hours. And that's a couple of hours where the, the young people being are not on the streets and not up to their own devices. I'm not saying that crime wouldn't happen without them because, of course, things did happen even in the 80s or whatever. But yes, the, I think there's a combination of a couple of things. One, obviously, one I'd say, and people might say, Oh, well, you yeah, please, please. One is the police for the police not being on the street because what happens is when you have a community police officer, you might have a community police officer, the old school one where, regardless of whether they were white whatever, they they maybe come to the youth club and and have a chat with the kids and then go off, go about their merry business, or the, the the kids would feel safe, not, maybe even almost like subliminally, they probably feel safe that there's a police officer walking past, um, and so. Then what's happened for years? They've been taken off the street, I mean, so when they get a call out, it's almost like you're the enemy. That's not to say they weren't enemy in the past; they weren't seen. It, but a combination of those things, um, the, the, the 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 youth worker, the 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 the. Because I remember. It is yes. I remember those things, and you know, kids were happy. You know, they have to play. You know, people, kids might say, "Oh, yeah, what you did that and play Kirby," but. You played Kirby and you, you, you played what? Kirby, my god, well, or you
1: knockdown, know,
0: G- yeah. And that's not to say that some people's mental health wasn't seen, but it, we had things to do and things to occupy us. Um, we talked about scrumping earlier and just little things, things, and that's not to say criminal things that happened that you know, you know, I don't know, whatever you know, putting knock a door run or whatever it was, you know, these things, you know grown people grown you know teenagers were playing hide and seek and all that sort of stuff and you know just all sorts of things were going off and we, we were happy you know what I mean and, and then you know you've got the advent of the internet and the pressures of the internet and things like that so like you're saying that there's, there's more pressure on young people now
1: there is there is you know you've got to be keeping up with the Joneses. you've got to have the, 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 the most up-to-date you know trainers or so and so it's because and that's a sad indictment that you know these safe spaces. Just you know, for for institutions to think, oh yeah, children should be inside, inside a home, and many of them face so much more dangers that to come out to a safe youth club or a safe club where they can certainly so, you you kind of have a passage of rights when you go into those kind of spaces because you know you you. You sit and chat with your mates, and you talk. You talk about things that you did at school, and yet you have a laugh. All that is part of growing up. All that, all that is 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 part of growing up. And yeah, I, you know, your teenage, your formative years should be spent enjoying joining childhood, you know, and learning new skills, not having to think, God, how am I going to get home? How am I going to navigate? Am I going to get picked up by the police? You know, so all the things of safety and trust, they've gone out the window, and they do take their toll. Just getting to school in the morning takes their toll. For me. Am I going to be safe? Society has changed to the point that parents are fearful for their children, not because, uh, not because of the fear for them in terms of what they might do, but in terms of how they feel, in terms of how they, how they are coping and, you know, you hear, I mean, I've never heard so many young people want to take their lives when they've got everything to live with, because I think there's nothing to live. With. So how do you check in? I mean, I'm forever checking in with my with my, my son, you know, always. You know, how are you? You know, like, I know when he's down, you know, I mean, so we we, we have long conversations. And, you know, there are some people who don't, who can't, who don't have that. You know, we're I'm fortunate for that. I'm aware of situations where, but I know, okay, you know what? Let's just have a let's have a chat. And sometimes it chats, and I'm in a hurry to go somewhere. I have to put that down and, and, and listen to him and hear him. You know, and, and I think that young males, especially, are are struggling. Young black males are struggling. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. And also, you know, yeah. well, once we look at males let's not forget about the, the girls let's not forget about them because they too and i think you know there's an issue because i wrote i wrote a paper about how girls are kind of the, the assumptions of girls will be all right but girls do have their struggles
0: yeah
1: they certainly do it's just that society is so fixated on you know, the male that oh yeah the girls will be all right because you know they're kind of they you know their 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 personality is Don't worry, girls have the same issues, and I think as soon as society wakes up, because these young people are going to be adults of the next generation, and if you don't look after them when they're young, you don't want them broken when they're adults.
0: Yeah, 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 I've worked in in a people referral unit as well, and it's two actually and when you hear some of the young ch- yeah they're just children <laughs> the bottom line is they're just children they're just young people young adults and and we need we need to be there for them we need to be there to be open and talk for them to come to them you can't just be there as a teacher or somebody who's thinking oh, you force you no her. you've got to be somebody there that is able to speak on their level and talk to them and and engage with them and just understand them because at the end of the day they're just young people they haven't been through life they haven't had a life they've had an experience in life up until that point but they haven't experienced life in terms of what an, no. you know an adult would do um so yeah it's i think it's very important and you 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 said you 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 know you do you your are your main focus is early intervention and obviously mental health is, is going to be part of that and and getting it giving them confidence and
1: belief absolutely absolutely you know i'm i'm as a in the classroom i think i'm, I'm the they always say, oh, you know, when I, if I meet a group of students for the first time and uh, they probably haven't had a uh, an individual who is an artist who happens to be black and happens to be female. And the first thing they do is the first thing they ask is, are you a real artist? And I go, yes, I am. And they go, yeah, show us your work. I'm like, okay, I, I can do this. So out will come Google. And then they go, "Raw!" I said, yeah, you know, so there's, you know, and they're like, all of a sudden, they're just thinking, "Wow, this 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 person who could go anywhere is working with us." Yeah. And I'm like, this, and they're asking, well, "Why do you want to work? With, why do you want to come work with us?" And I said, "Well, why wouldn't I?" And that's the thing, you know. And I I answer that question, "Why wouldn't I? Why shouldn't I work with you?" Oh, because you know, this so and so will say we're not we're you know, we're troublesome. And I'm like, at the end of the day, you're children, you're young people. You just need to be, you just need to be understood. Yeah. Now I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying I'm going to get down with, it, with 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 the children and kind of go yeah and be like, yeah, no yeah, yeah no you've got some sort of you, yeah. there's a level of respect there absolutely absolutely you know so I I understand that they have their values they have their opinions and I will listen to them and I think uh, and then they sort of say, well, m-, they say well Miss are you when are you coming back no and I'm like no they say when they say, they ask me are you going are you leaving us I'm like no. when i do have to leave oh god i get abuse and it's not and it's abuse in the kindest way it's like oh you see you don't want to work with us now and i'm like no and i really have to fight to let the person say, look i actually have to move on yeah. um and that's why i think it's it's you know when you're in education it's, it's tough because when you then make those relationships and you form those bonds with young people and they get you and you actually see them flourish you see them come in green individuals and go out in those lovely roses you you think oh yeah I, i'm part of that and then when they come back as adults and then they enter the profession because you inspired them that's something else yeah. that is something else. Definitely. and i've had people i've had people you know i've seen them come up to me and say, i oh, miss you know and i'm not like, what are you doing they say oh i'm a teacher and i'm like me. what made you do that well miss yours because you came from our class and i'm like wow you know i, I those days, I'm humbled. I really am. I, I'm kind of like. Yeah. I and, we, and when we, I always say, when we throw pebbles into the sea, we never see how far those ripples go. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. And um, so I'm, one, I'm one of those pebbles who. Yeah. I'm one of those pebbles who makes ripples. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it certainly it certainly sounds like it's um. You're obviously doing a, a you know a brilliant job. In, you know, brilliant I, job. Hope so. I, I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. No, I mean. You, have to hope because i you know you you are doing a job because like you say you you know you're not speaking you know you're not speaking out of turn you're not saying that you know you're not saying you know you're not flowering yourself up to make things you make yourself you actually yeah. you know, from the heart so what would you say what what's two things here before we kind of round things up what's sure. what some of the things that you say to your son to help him and you know, do you kind of combine what you say with the children at school, and kind of combine it with him because obviously he's a young person? And what would you yeah. say to young people out there, or people out there that may be struggling with their mental health, both boys and girls? So it's kind of two. I think the first. I
1: think there's a twofold question. The first thing that I say to my son is that um, I think one thing about you know males and. and black children individually, I actually say to him that, you know, he is special. I I affirm who he is. I affirm his position in my life. I affirm his position in society. And I said, you know, no one, nobody can demean you. And I, I let him know that. And that is something that has been drilled in him from a young boy that he is special. He is a prince. And that's it. And it's that it's an affirmation that uh, he carries with him. So he also can call out injustice very quickly because he is secure in himself. And that's what I think my parents did. They, they made us secure in who we are. Because when you are secure in who, they basically gave us roots and, and then they put the wings on us so we could fly. What I do with, I, what my aim is to do with the young people is, is to give them that sense of self. To give them that, those roots that you know what, yes, society is going to try and blow them and and, and, uh, and make them bend, but if they know who they are, they know their place, they know where they're from. That can't be taken away from you. That can never be taken away from you. Who you are, you know, and uh, and that is what I think I would, if I had to pass on to young people, is, is understand their self worth. And that, and if it means that they need to, you know, find uh, an advocate, it may not necessarily be found. But find an advocate with whom you can build a relationship and trust, really. And if you can build that, you know, and get that little support system, even if it's you know, your best friend or your best friend's dad, or or someone within, or the, or the youth worker who you see every day, just says hello to you. You know, someone just said, just someone who checks in on you. I think for young people, I say, have that sense of worth and build and have that one person you feel is going to be your champion. Aside from that, um, I think, you know, the world will, there will be horrible aspects of the world. But I think if you can find that bit of safe haven, that bit of space, we might just get the peace that we crave.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, in, in, a, in a, not in a nutshell, because there's not a nutshell here. You kind of use art. You kind of you, art, art therapy, don't you, in a way to kind of engage the kids?
1: I guess, I, I guess so. I mean, you can, you know, you can see it as that because you know, being a photographer, I, yeah, I, you know, I always think, well, what do, I think if when I'm when I'm working with them, I think, well, when I was their age, what did I like? The kind of individual I like is the kind of person who I am. I want someone who's fun. I want someone who's engaging. I want someone who I can actually sit down on a level with and chat one on one. Who isn't going to chastise me or cuss me out or or dismiss my 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 thoughts as "ah, oh, you're only a child." No. Um, and so that's you know, in essence, uh, the adult that I am is is the is the adult that I've always wished I had when I was a child. Yeah. And I am that adult now. Yeah. yeah.
0: And we you know, where can you be found? I don't mean we,
1: yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, people well, people really is, and, and you know, this is, this is, you don't know, oh, this isn't, you see, I'm one of these people, I am, I'm under the radar, Social so media, the fact, how, how you found me is beyond me, I don't know how you found me, you yeah, know, this, this is really quite interesting, I'm, I'm intrigued as to how, because I don't broadcast my where so easily, I really don't, <laughs> um, I am, I don't have a website, so you know, being a designer, it is a, it's, it's a sin, I have to say, um, because end of the day, websites need to be looked after and they need nurturing. So I'm, I'm getting there at some point. You can find me on Twitter. Um, if you look up and it's at, it's at Positive Image P. That's all one word, that's P-O-S-I-T-I-V-E-I-M-A-G-E-P. And you can also find me on linkedin um flow our larger at linkedin so i'm on there as well so other than that i don't do facebook i don't do instagram i just do twitter and linkedin linkedin because i think it's a it's a community of like-minded people and you can make some good good um, interesting leads on there and twitter is but you need to have nerves of steel on Twitter because it is fast, furious. If you're only th- and if you like politics, then you know what—it's a space to be in. So yeah. I like the cut, thrust, and sharpness of Twitter, with um, aligned with the with the aspects of LinkedIn.
0: And um, like I said, I'd like to—I'd like to have you back on again, definitely. We're definitely going to do this again more than one. Because,
1: you know, I mean, two hours is to to not enough.
0: that spoke about before about the the the, 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 the quality, what do they call it in America the, the school to prison system for black boys. Yes, yeah,
1: all, all, I mean I did I, I did politics as an A level, so it's uh, yeah, it's really I think interesting. I think it's Diana, they
0: are linked. Injustice, they are linked. I want I want yes mental health with it and all that so because we do struggle with mental health and and some of these and uh, not some of these these things in society the injustices the 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 planned, organised systems yeah. help lead to, yes. lead to mental health, both in black people and um, anybody, white people, anybody. Yes. Um, it, these injustices. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I can only speak for me as a as a, uh, as, a, uh, a as a black man, man, yeah. man. But also, I can speak to myself as a, as a man. Also, I can speak for myself as seeing the things to do with women and, and any other colour. You know, some of the, some of the systems yeah. are in place that shouldn't be in place are affecting Absolutely. human beings, and
1: that's a massive yes. problem. Absolutely, I mean it's, it's, it's been an absolute, it's been fascinating. I never thought I'd actually spend a, sort of nearly two hours of just, just conversing and, and chilling. Armed, I call it armchair chatter, because I'm in the armchair committee. Yes, yeah. I am. Our armchair chatter is now, the street lights have come on now, so we're in the, we're in the evening of London. The lights, the lights have come on and the sky has gone dark. When I started to sky was great. You're not going to catch anyone out of
0: the outside playing Kirby or playing football.
1: No, we won't. What That's it, Santi. Santi, Kirby, and yeah. takes it back. Kirby flinging the ball and watching it bounce on the curb. The small things we did to to to, to amuse ourselves: playing right. marbles in the drain. Thank
0: you. And that, welcome those men on us. Speedy soon.